NBA Odds Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is the place you want to bet to get in on all the college basketball and NBA action. Use promo code SGP to receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets. That's promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com to find better odds than your local book. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP, you'll get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. Russ brought to you by Burrow, makers of the internet's favorite sofa. Get $75 off with your purchase and a free one-week shipping at Burrow.com slash SGP. That's B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash SGP for $75 off at Burrow. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And welcome to NBA Odds Pod. I am your host, Ryan McKee, and we are back uh, like we are every Sunday night with all the NBA action looking ahead for the week. And today uh, I have a first timer on the show. Very excited to welcome uh, NBA or I'm sorry, WNBA Steve, a.k.a. Steve Miller Miller. How's it going, Steve? Very well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so Ryan Kramer told me that you're one of the original uh, DGens uh, listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to the to, to them since forever. Yeah. I, okay. I, rem- I remember a lot of these sound bites from the tournament before, like in their infancy. Yeah. yeah. And, and Steve's talking about the, uh, the bites bracket, if you're not familiar uh, with it. It's been uh, real exciting to see what the sound drops people are uh, voting on. Uh, did you have a favorite? Uh, my bracket's already busted, so oh, yeah. yeah. As, uh, is, as is mine. As a homer, though, I, I, I kind of want thank you for participating to go all the way, though, just because that's from Philly and, you know, it's from around here. Yeah, no, that's one of my favorites. Um, so you're a Philly guy. I don't know much about you. Yeah, I live in Delaware now, but I, I I was from I lived in Philly for decades and decades. A city without a WNBA franchise, and yet here I am. Here you are. Uh, so Steve recently just um, wrote an article on the website, which we'll talk about later uh, about uh, the 2020 WNBA championship odds. Um, I know that that might seem like a weird thing to talk about when the NBA season is still in full swing, but got to start looking ahead like true DGENs, right? And you're, you're also not looking too, too far ahead. Some of you have probably already bet on baseball futures and those are going to cash like two months after uh, yeah. these cha- these championship futures are going to cash due to the length of the seasons. Absolutely, yes. I, when you when you talk about it like that, yeah, I I, I assume that's true. Um, I, I'm going to say that you are our first guest who is a resident of Delaware. Don't get a lot of Delaware residents. I might be your last too. <laughs> so, um, cool. So, uh, how how's the NBA season been treating you? Pretty good. Uh, I've been taking a bath on the Celtics for the past week, but what are you going to do? You know, I thought they thought they'd disappoint this road swing. Didn't happen. My you, totals have been doing well. But. You and uh, you and a lot of people thought the same thing. And uh, I will say, I, I wanted to. I do have uh, the Brooklyn at Boston uh, game on Tuesday on my list of what we'll talk about, so we can get into all the Boston talk. Then, um, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. What games uh, do you like on Monday and Tuesday? Uh, in the NBA? Yeah, NBA. I have absolutely no idea because mainly what I bet is women's college. <laughs> uh, I, I really like Louisville, though, if you're, if you're looking there. Oh. Uh, so uh, if, the, the thing about women's games is similar to the W. A lot of the games pop off at weird times, especially like coming into conference tournament season. Yeah. So if you're looking to get like a day-long parlay, you could get a game that starts at 3, uh, starts at, you know – I, these are all Eastern times. I understand you're on a different time zone. Yeah. Uh, but that that could, you know, anchor your parlay during the day. The problem is there's a lot of chalk. Like most, most women's college lines are 120 wherever you find them. So. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. 
This is an NBA pod, so I will throw out some games I'm looking at, and you can weigh in on them. Yep, go nuts. Uh, okay, so uh, let's just start, since we you talked about taking a bath uh, on Boston right now. Let's start with Brooklyn at Boston. Um, so Boston is now the best in the league against the spread, covering 64.3% of the time. Uh, Jason Tatum has really seemed to have gone to a whole other whole level since getting back from the All-Star break. He's been shooting 60% from the floor. Uh, he went like 8 for 12 from three-point range against uh, Portland recently. Uh, Boston is 8-2 and two straight up and against the spread in their last 10. Uh, what... Have you watched any Boston? Like, what are you saying when you watch this team? Uh, they, I like the pace that they that they play at. Uh, they don't really let their foot off the gas, which is how they keep on covering these things. Yeah, uh, you know, you, you you think you know you have whatever spread working in your favor because they're on the road or whatever, and then it never comes into play. Portland never gets back in the game. Utah doesn't get back in it. Uh, they don't really let up. And they've got the depth that they can do that. And, you know, Brent Stevens is pretty good. Like, I wanted to be a naysayer for however long. And uh, he yeah. seems to be getting it done out there. Yeah, and they're doing this all without Kemba recently, too. And yeah. I feel like I feel like this is a team that can really uh, taste a deep playoff run right now. They're only a half game behind Toronto in the standings. And I think they're going to really want to get to that two spot because they would much rather play the uh, Magic or the Nets in the first round than the Pacers, who are the sixth seed right now. So um, I, I don't see them letting up. I don't see them dropping games to lesser teams like Brooklyn. Um, sure, Brooklyn, maybe they have something to play for right now. They're, they're All the players are trying to prove themselves without Kyrie on the floor. But... Um, I don't see them setting this Boston line high enough where I don't take Boston at home on Tuesday. What do you think the line's going to open after this? Oh, shit. Maybe, maybe eight and a half. I was, I was going to say like, it's going to be over two possessions. So yeah. 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 But um, yeah, I, 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 I see that this is a team wanting to put uh, their foot on the throat of their opponents right now. And um, yeah, Brooklyn's not looking so good. I'm not so sure I'd want to play the Magic straight off, though. Uh, I think that they're they're pretty. If if they're a seven or an eight, like you say, they're they they could take somebody five games. I agree, but I would much rather play the Magic than the Pacers. I know the Pacers haven't been yeah. great lately, but they have um, the length and the talent. And if Oladipo, if they could just figure out how to incorporate Oladipo in their offense, um, they're going to be really a, a nasty out in the playoffs. Uh, the Pacers are probably one one of these, you know, one to two pieces away kind of teams where, yeah, you, you, you look forward a year or two. They get a good free agent signing. Well, whatever. yeah. And if even by if next year, if Oladipo can just be back to what he was before he went down with his injury. Crooning at the, at the slam dunk contest, you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so another game I have on my list for Monday. I have Memphis at Atlanta. Um, now, I know it doesn't seem like Atlanta has had the worst record in the league. However, they have the fourth best record in the league against the spread at home. They're covering 62% of the time at home. Memphis has uh, lost their last five games straight up and against the spread. Um, they have Brandon Clark's been down. Jaron Jackson's been down. This Memphis team has been really fun to watch. However, uh, without Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson, uh, they're just not the same team. I like Atlanta at home on Monday. What are you thinking, Steve? I, the one prediction that I'll solidly make is you will see WNBA size crowds at this Atlanta game. Uh, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if you've seen any of these Atlanta home games, but dear God, these crowd sizes are depressing. Uh, I'm a veteran of the process here in Philly. Yep. I used to go. I used to go on StubHub, get tickets for thirty eight cents, and just buy an entire row because the convenience fee was the same if you were buying one ticket or a dozen. And uh, oh man, like the crowd sizes in Atlanta kind of remind me of that, which is a shame because Trey Young's really good. And like, uh, yeah, and they went out and tried to get some big men to pair with him to, uh, which is really interesting. They made the decision that John Collins is not going to be a five; he's going to be a four. 
and went out and got some more big men. Um, they've been playing a little bit better, but I don't know. I mean, they're still not good, but Memphis just seems to be on a total slide right now. That's true. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, recently, uh, John Morant, after losing four games in a row, he told a reporter, this shit is getting old in a post-game interview um, and had to come out and apologize for that. So I think maybe maybe the pressure might be finally getting to him as a, as a young player uh, this many games into a his first season it could be a sneaky overplay this game too it feels like uh, oh, i was definitely going to mention that and because i believe they're both top seven in pace and atlanta is like 36 and 25 in uh overs yeah um you said you, your totals have been going well yeah pretty much uh, i do a lot of halves uh okay. so yeah going first half getting back in at halftime getting on the second half so Nice. And, and and just doing a lot of regression. So, you know, if you say play like a house of fire in the first half, depending on the number, you take the unders and then go from there. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, OK, we'll uh, do my last game here. I have on the list and then we'll get into your true love of women's basketball. Uh, Milwaukee at Miami on Monday. Now, this is just going to be, I think, a real exciting game. Miami is the best team at home this season. They cover 70% of the time at home. Um, they're the best in the league against the spread at home right now. Uh, as the away favorite, the Bucks cover 60% of the time. Uh, but however, like Miami has just been real bad lately. They looked a lot better against the Cavs last night. We're recording this on Saturday. Um, but... Uh, Everyone's looked bad against the Cavs since Bickerstaff took over. That's true. That's true. Um, but I don't know. I, I the the Bucks are eight and two against the spread in their last ten. Um, they're going to be favored in Miami, but probably not by much. So uh, I have a hard time not taking Milwaukee against just about any team lately. Well, Miami's. I, I mean, Milwaukee is also starting to get this. Uh, sort of Warriors Lakers sort of thing where there's big crowds wherever they go to. Oh yeah, and uh, you get a lot of bandwagony sort of fans that are on the Bucks now who are former Warriors fans and were Heat fans before that and were Lakers fans before that. There, a lot of those people are now Bucks fans, so that house could be rocking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Giannis definitely seems uh, on a mission, and um, I don't know. Like, certainly, this seems like a game that Jimmy Butler would get up for and. Score a lot of points, but I don't know. The, this this Bucks team has just been totally dismantling everyone, except for they barely beat the uh, Bullets recently. With, or, I mean, not the Bullets, the Wizards. I still call the them the Bullets. The Bullets. Um, <laughs> they, they, they recently just, like, just eked Demolished by. Demolished the Mystics. But, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, other than that, they, they've just been uh, killing everybody, so... Um, I'm sure I, I imagine this line will be right around like maybe Milwaukee favored by three or four in Miami. What would you think? Uh, probably three or four. And I think the total will probably come in in like the low two thirties somewhere around there. And if it's too much above that, I'd probably be on the under. Nice. All right. That's a great call. That's a great call. Okay, if you want to bet on the games that we just talked about, you need to go over to mybookie.ag. MyBookie's got it all, from the NBA to college basketball to Premier League, even the XFL. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. Uh, and if you use... Bitcoin, which I do, you can get your payout even faster with no service fee. I actually just uh, took out some money today. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you've got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay Wagers lets you bet multiple games together, and if they come through, you'll win big. My, my bookie has the most lines and better odds for the player than any sports book around. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you can earn an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code SGP to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code SGP and get your extra cash from mybookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid at my bookie. First off, uh, we're going to transition to the WNBA, but 
Steve, I want to you. We're not becoming trans. Uh, I'd like. I, I'd like no. that to be for the record. <laughs> we're not transitioning in that way. We're just uh, making a topical transition over to the WNBA right now. Uh, again, uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com to check out Steve's article on um, his favorites, uh, his favorite best bets for the uh, WNBA championship odds. Um, first off, like. Why don't you give everybody who is like me and uh, hasn't traditionally bet the WNBA, uh, give us a little pitch on why we should be paying more attention to the WNBA. It is hands down the best betting sport for degenerates. So uh, the games are a little shorter than NBA games because you have four 10-minute quarters, so it's 40 minutes instead of 48. And the games go go a little quicker because you have the commercial breaks aren't as long and you don't have as many of them. Mm -hmm. So – Whereas with a normal NBA game, you bet at 7, uh, the, the listed start time is 7.05, actual tip-off is maybe 7.17 because of the introductions and all, all, all the things that they do, and you might have the money in your account by 9.30, you'll have your money by 9 in, in the <laughs> W. Uh, the, the game's shorter, it runs quicker, uh, they're... The, there, there's also value. Uh, the lines are a lot softer. So they, if you're a sports book, you're going to pay a lot of attention to the MLB action that you have going on in summer when the W when the W plays. You're not going to be paying attention to a regular season game between the Mystics and the Fever. So you get a <laughs> lot of uh, mispriced games, uh, both on sides and on totals. And there's been a lot of innovation in recent years for – uh, what bets you can make in the W. I've yet to see player props anywhere, but I think this could be the first year where we get individual player props in the W. But uh, there, there's now live betting. Uh, last year was the first year I ever saw live betting in the W. And, uh, you, you know, a lot of books have it. You can take advantage of that. Now, and, I, I've been, I feel like I've been hearing for a couple of years that, Right. The the big sports books, they overlook the WNBA, so you get a lot of mispricing. They still haven't come around on that, huh? Uh, not so much. They're a little bit quicker to adjust than they used to be. Uh when we talk about the Chicago Sky, we'll talk about what what happened with their totals over the course of the season last year. But yeah, they'll they'll adjust them fairly quickly, and it'll only take a couple of big bets on these numbers, which have low limits anyway. So a lot of like betting on the W will be like walking into a riverboat casino that has a ten dollar maximum, where you just feel like a total whale walking in, and uh, <laughs> with five hundred bucks, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's no greater feeling than moving a line yourself where uh, the, it's an 11 o'clock game because they play day games. Yeah, because uh, sometimes they'll need the arena for, you know, uh, Sally Struthers or whatever. Right. So, <laughs> and, the Eagles uh, concert or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Aces in the playoffs last year had to move from the Mandalay Bay where they normally play their home games and play at UNLV because uh, the Mandalay Bay had already scheduled a mariachi concert <laughs> at the Mandalay Bay. I mean, so that is huge out here in the West is mariachi music. So I get it. <laughs> so so they, they had to move to UNLV and the shooting backdrop was a lot different. So I was on the under in that game. It failed because they were playing the sky who plays at a breakneck pace. But uh, those are the sort of angles that you can look forward to. You also get these weird situational angles in the W that you don't see in a lot of other sports. They fly commercial everywhere. And you get these summer storms that will delay the teams and they'll have to travel, you know, 14 hours overnight to their next game. And if you have a burner Instagram account – you can just follow the 144 players because there's 12 players per team. There's 12 teams. And because they're all millennial Zoomers, uh, mm. everything everything that they have goes on social media. So if they hate the coach, you'll know pretty instantly. If they're having travel woes, you'll know and you'll be able to sort of price that in. And you'll, you'll be able to kind of get a, get individual angles for the W that way. And Can we, we, know, can we know what your uh, Instagram burner account is, is called? Uh, no, but I'll tell you what Odyssey <laughs> Sims's uh, burner Twitter account is called. So, uh, God, I forget the name right now. But Odyssey Sims, who used to play for the Lynx, okay. had had a burner account where she would talk shit about all the other players. And uh, the the main thing that I remember, so she was like before, kind of the Kevin Durant. 
Uh, I wouldn't put her at that high quality. She was maybe. But uh, the Kevin Durant of burner accounts. Oh, the Kevin Durant of burner accounts. Yeah, <laughs> no, she she could have been the Sixers GM. And uh, she she was always calling Lindsey Whalen fat. Lindsey Whalen is this legendary player who was on a bunch of Lynx championship teams. Odyssey Sims was with the Sparks at the time. And she was calling Lindsey fat and a beneficiary of white privilege. Uh, every tweet about Lindsey Whalen would mention how she's fat and how people only like her because she's white and she is benefiting from white privilege. Wow. And uh, then I tweeted, hey, is this Odyssey Sims' burner account? And instantly got blocked. And then I knew for certain that it was, in fact, Odyssey Sims' burner account. <laughs> wow. Uh, sh- look at you, you just like dropping all this knowledge. Drop it, drop the, drop in the Odyssey Sims. She's taking the year off. You won't see Odyssey Sims playing in the W this year, which is one of the holes that the Lynx are left with in their roster. Uh, yeah, I believe you. You mentioned that in your article, right? Yeah. What's she yeah, taking yeah. the year off for? Uh, you'll see this from time to time. So in the W, players sometimes get pregnant. A couple of years ago, Dewana Bonner. Sure, that uh, happens. Yeah. Yep, Dewana Bonner of the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, married to Fever player Candace Dupree, uh, got pregnant with twins, thank you, fertility drugs, mm-hmm. and took the year off, gave birth to twins, came back and had an MVP caliber season like nothing ever happened. It was unreal, one of the most amazing things I've seen in my years and years of following the W. Uh so you'll get players that take years off for that. Uh, they also get burned like because they they don't just play in the W. So you don't make enough money in the WNBA to just do that as your one job. They also go play internationally. So mm-hmm. most players that you'll see play in Russia. Russia is kind of the biggest market because a lot of the teams are owned by corrupt billionaires. But uh, and yeah, and I, I've, I've, I've known that's like a big deal in Russia is women's basketball. Which I've heard. Yeah. Oh, they absolutely love it. The house is rocking. Uh, so some of the players will speak like casual amounts of Russian, whatever. But they can make two, three million dollars in the off season, which why? is I mean, 20, 30 times. Uh, any idea time. why that's so popular in Russia? What else is there to do in Russia other than drink vodka? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there's also hockey. Women's hockey's big there too. Wow, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but they love it. And Diana Taurasi took off in one of the best tank jobs in WNBA history. Uh, Diana Taurasi took the year off because her Russian team gave her a million dollars to sit the year out. And if it's a million dollars to sit the year out versus, you know, take 75 grand to go get beat up like a pro wrestler every single day mm-hmm. uh, in the daily grind of the W, you're going to do that. And the Mercury were terrible in 2013. They got the number one pick in the draft. They picked Brittany Griner and then they won the championship the next year. So, so it all worked out. Yeah, these are the things you can do when there's only 12 teams in the league. So in the in the NBA, that probably wouldn't work because the lottery would be a lot larger. Uh, the lottery is only five teams in the W. So, uh, yeah, you're able to – teams that are tanking, you know, they're able, they're able to work some things. The only problem is you don't want to tank so hard that your team goes defunct. If you ask a normal person on the street to name a WNBA team – Odds are they're going to name one that doesn't exist anymore. They'll remember Cheryl Swoops, so they'll say, oh, the Houston Comets, they're no longer a team. Uh, if they're from the Midwest, they might say the Detroit Shock, they don't exist anymore. <laughs> my hometown my hometown team is the Cleveland Rockers, they don't exist anymore. Uh, and some of these other teams, like the Tulsa Shock is now the Dallas Wings. They you know, moved to Dallas, changed the team name. Uh, the San Antonio Stars are now the Las Vegas Aces, so – if, if you tank too hard and for too long, then you'll run into financial problems and your team might not exist anymore. Got it. So you can't so, really go full process like uh, yeah, you can't, you can't do it for too many years. And yeah. the, the, the wings might be running into that problem right now, but we'll see. Got it. Um, OK, so let's get into the I mean, you made a great argument. So let's get into your odds for championship. Uh, or not your odds, but your article about the odds. The odds, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's go. You know, I'm just gonna read off the favorites. We have uh, Las Vegas Aces at plus two ninety, Connecticut Sun at plus four twenty five, Los Angeles Sparks at plus four fifty. Uh, who do you like in that group right there? In that group, this de- uh, of the three, the best value can be had on the Sparks. The Sparks are plus 450, and they have basically an all-star team. They have Candace Parker. If you play NBA 2K, you know she's a legend. Uh, been on a bunch of primetime ABC games. So if you ask a normal person to name a WNBA player, Candace Parker might be one of the names. Yeah, she's one of the few that I can name. 
yeah, the, the, that they're able to spin out. But behind her, they have what looks a lot like an all-star team. So the Agumake sisters are uh, a huge force in the league. Uh, they are arranged a trade, so they're now on the same team together. They're on the Sparks. They've got a lot of depth to them, and uh, they played pretty well together. Uh, they've had to fire their GM because of a rant that happened during the playoffs. She went and screamed at the team, used a particular racial slur. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, wow. And, and she was gone. So RIP to Penny Toller. But they have a new GM in town. The main problem with betting on the Sparks to win the title is their coach is Derek Fisher. And uh, and if we know anything from him uh, coaching the Knicks, not a great coach. Uh, no, not in particular. And the Sparks social media was dropping all these uh, mini videos of him setting picks at practice. And, oh, look, he's right out there with the players. Well, yeah, that's because he still thinks like a player. He doesn't. Mm. He doesn't execute like a lot of these coaches in the in the league do. And there's not a lot of love for Fisher out there, but the roster's strong enough that at plus 450, the Sparks are worth a flyer. The Sun uh, have overperformed each of the last, I don't know, three, four seasons. And it's sort of a rule-by-committee kind of thing where they don't have any one superstar. That's changing this year. So Jonquel Jones is their big center. She had an MVP-level season last year. And the aforementioned Dewana Bonner, her of having twins and being a multi-superstar uh, with the Mercury, is next is now there. They did lose a couple pieces in free agency, though. Shakina Strickland won the three-point contest at the All-Star Game last year. There's no All-Star Game this year because of the Olympics, which is another little W quirk. They oh, take right. a... Well, that is a, if the Olympics don't get canceled due to coronavirus. Right. Then we might get an All-Star Game. Who knows? Yeah. PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Even if your state doesn't have a sports book, you can still purchase live sports bets at PropSwap. All season long, PropSwap customers have been finding some of the best odds in the world because you're buying the bet from another person and not betting against the house. You can always find great deals. March Madness is just around the corner and there are a ton of college basketball futures out there worth taking a shot and again, the best prices around. Sign up at PropSwap.com today and they will give you a 100% match on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code SGP. That's SGP at the time of deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $100. So Shakina, Shakina Strickland went to the dream. So did Courtney Williams. Courtney Williams was kind of the spark plug of the sun last season. So we don't know how that'll play out. However, they they have a really good coach, unlike the Sparks. They have Kurt Miller, uh, who, if he wins the title, will be the first openly gay man in pro sports to win a title. And people wow. uh, think... People think we're related. Uh, he and I have the same last name, and he looks like an age progressed version of me. So, uh, <laughs> are, you seeing, sure, are you sure you're not related? Seeing no other reason that some random dude from Delaware would be into the W, they think, oh, well, maybe you and Kurt are relatives. I don't think there's much value on the Aces, though. I think at three to one, uh, there's a lot of kind of Vegas hometown built into the numbers, sort mm-hmm. of like there is with the Golden Knights in hockey, where. Uh, you get a lot of that. Their big three is pretty good, though. They have Liz Cambage, who's Australian and uh, kind of the core of their national team, and Asia Wilson from South Carolina. She should be a household name. She isn't. And uh, they they play down low. Their coach is Bill Lambeer. It's they play every game. Which I had no game. idea that he was a WNBA coach until I read your article. That's he has, really yeah, he has interesting. Been, he's been in the W for years and years. He used to be coach of the Liberty. Uh and now he, now he's down there and but he still plays he plays this really old school style basketball and aces games are not a lot of fun to watch people kind of dog on the watchability of WNBA games and Bill Ambeer is not really helping they don't shoot a lot of threes everything is just pass the ball down low to Liz or Asia and then get some little like kiss off the blackboard so he coaches backboard. as if he was still playing yeah kind of <laughs> uh, so, so, sort of like a more skilled version of Derek Fisher, but yeah, yeah, of those three, of those three, I I would definitely take the Sparks right now. I think they're I think that number will probably go down as the season goes. I could see them going down to three to one favorites or so, maybe a week or two into the season. Okay, next on your list, you have the contenders. We have uh, Washington Mystics at plus five hundred, uh, Seattle Storm at plus six hundred, Phoenix Mercury at plus six twenty five. Who do we like there? 
These are all teams that have been to the finals fairly recently. So they've all got one to two sort of prominent players, and most of them have depth issues. Uh, the Mystics have the best player in the world, arguably, at Elena, with Elena Deladon, a Delaware product, full disclosure. She... Uh, her, her, I thought you her, had written that Brianna Stewart for the Storm was arguably the best player in the league. You, you could you could make that argument as well. However, Stewie hasn't been healthy. Elena Deladon's played each of the past couple seasons. She's been a force. She's won MVP repeatedly. Uh, she might win it again this year. And she's the anchor of that team. They did lose Christy Tolliver, though. Christy Tolliver is an assistant coach for the Nuggets. And, uh, wow. She works with player development. She is now going to the Sparks. And a lot of people think that the reason that she went to the Sparks is because there was this sort of implicit coaching deal made with them, where if they have to fire Derek Fisher midseason, they put Christy Tolliver in as player coach and let her sort of be the interim. Then she'd retire at the year end and just become full-time head coach. That was at least the conspiracy theory. That yeah, was that sounds like some juicy gossip right there. Right, you, you you get a lot of juicy gossip in the in in the W. You can also <laughs> occasionally score some solid lesbian drama too, where there'll be like a domestic violence situation, which leads me to the Mercury. Ah, uh-huh. Brittany Cry. <laughs> this Griner. is my this is my hometown team. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So they've got a big three. They've got Brittany Griner. They've got Diana Taurasi. If she stays healthy, she's greatest women's player of all time. Uh, and now they've acquired Skylar Diggins Smith, formerly of Notre Dame, uh, recently with the Dallas Wings, and she was one of the biggest names in free agency. She's uh, now with the Mercury. Uh, their problem is depth. We don't know. They, they made a lot of questionable signings. They took a. Uh, Liberty player on a max contract. Uh, so Ryan, uh, just on a guess, how much do you think a max contract is in the WNBA? What, like per year? What? How much money do you think a max contract is? Two hundred k. It's it's two hundred k. Yeah. Really? Wow. And, and that's what they're paying. I was I was guessing low for comedic value. That's uh that's under the new CBA. So they just a, a lot of people thought that this season might not happen because. There were a lot of problems that the that the players' union had with the league. However, the new commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, shout out, uh, managed to write a lot of them, and they got a got a big pay increase. They didn't uh, they didn't take care of these travel issues though, uh, where they're fly, they're still flying commercial. They're still going to have to you know take buses if they can't fly certain places, and that that so you'll still get these juicy travel angles that you that you that we're used to in in betting the W. Wow. And yeah, it's kind of like you're betting the NBA in the 70s. There's probably value, though, on all three of these teams. I wouldn't be surprised if any any of these three won the title, Uh, especially especially the Storm, though. I think the Storm probably have the best. They've returned the most of their players. They've got a lot of young stars in Jordan Canada and Jewel Lloyd. Jewel Lloyd's mom, Gwendolyn Lloyd, was a star in the early WNBA. And now she's second generation. Uh, she shoots a lot of threes. Jordan Canada shoots a lot of threes. Not actually Canadian, in spite of the name. And <laughs> last last year, people thought they were doing a soft tank. So uh, Brianna Stewart, as mentioned before, uh, was out for the year. She tore her ACL playing overseas. She bumped into Brittany Griner in some Russian game. Her ACL was gone. She was gone for the year. And a lot of people thought, okay, well, they're just going to sort of take the year off. But they wound up making the playoffs. And a lot of it was centered was run through their center. This uh, a woman named Natasha Howard, another domestic abuser, stabbed her wife. And wow. <laughs> yeah, there, it was on Facebook Live, too. It was not a good scene. Wait, she and, stabbed her wife on Facebook Live? No, she stabbed her wife, and then her wife took a Facebook video live. It was like, what just happened, Natasha? And she just stood there and said nothing. It's a pretty horrifying video. And Jeez. Wasn't suspended like Raquana Williams of the Sparks, who pulled a gun on her girlfriend. But yeah, you see, p- people don't realize how close we are to equality with the NBA and the WNBA. But with these domestic violence incidents, uh, I mean, this <laughs> sounds like we should have basketball wives for the WNBA. And Absolutely. it sounds like it would be way more drama. Yeah, there'd be way more drama. It would it would be great. And they never break up either. Like a lot of these, they, they get married and they just kind of see each other through it and what have you. So you wouldn't have – you get longer-lasting drama, I guess. Okay. But I Sue, Bird is, Sue Bird's returning to the storm. Sue Bird is girlfriends with Megan Rapino of the U.S. National yeah. Women's Soccer Team. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, kind of a hot – they pose nude together. 
uh, at one point last season for they were the first, you know, girlfriend and girlfriend athlete, athlete couple to ever pose nude little historical. Was that the, was that in like the ESPN body issue or whatever? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, OK, cool. And uh, Seattle, Seattle has a really good home court advantage. So they're one of the largest cities without an NBA team, but they have a WNBA team. And yeah, Seattle play- is real good about supporting all their local teams. Like Seattle loves the, the XFL is shown that they have been, you know, like uh, even even though they have an NFL team, they've really been supporting their XFL team this season. Yeah, and they they're uh, you know it's raining outside. What are they going to do? They're going to go in. They're going to watch a little watch a little basketball and enjoy a, a hot forty minutes from the Seattle Storm. I also like how their logo looks like the the old Supersonics logo and yeah, the colors. I appreciate the, that as well. Yeah, the color scheme's exactly the same. You feel like Sean Kemp could take the court for the yeah. Storm at any moment. And in your article, you also mentioned they have a great home court advantage, partly because there's a lot of lesbians in Seattle. I did. Is yes. that true? That's that's true. Uh, there's there's a big healthy lesbian scene in Seattle, and they they're good at supporting the storm. The storm are also extremely good at marketing, unlike a lot of the other W franchises. So a lot of the franchises, Atlanta Dream, Indiana Fever, just kind of get by in terms of bringing people in. Whereas the storm have a lot of promotions, so they have a lot of various nights for various groups. Uh, their Pride Night is always really big, and you know, it, it'll be these big games and they'll they'll see really good, really healthy crowds. Now, will that uh, continue this season? They're changing arenas because their they're regular arenas under construction. That kind of remains to be seen. So I think they're playing at one place before the Olympic break and then they're going back to their original arena after the break. But that puts them back at the spot that's rocking right just in time for the playoffs and, the, you know, the stretch right yeah. before the playoffs. And I, I fully expect them to go. I think that uh, they'll make a pretty deep playoff run. And 6-1 to one is a good price for the Seattle Storm. If you're, if you're a newbie WNBA fan and you're looking for a team to root for and you're coming in for the regular NBA, you're old, you're like you and me where you're old enough to remember the Supersonics, the Storm is not a, not, not a bad team to root for. All right, I like it. All right, let's move on to the potentials. You have uh, uh, C- Chicago Sky, uh, 1850, or plus 1850. We right. have uh, Minnesota Lynx at uh, forty to one. Uh, yeah, those are that's the, it of those two groups. Who do we like so, there? So these are teams that are kind of on the playoff cusp. Uh, it, it's way more likely that Chicago winds up back in the playoffs than the Lynx wind up back in the playoffs uh, because of some of the problems with the Lynx roster that I talked about earlier. The Sky are an over machine. They got this new coach last season named James Wade. Uh, kind of a younger coach, and he plays at an absolute breakneck pace. And for the entire season, they couldn't set the numbers high enough. So let me just take a quick look here. Uh, Chicago wound up going 24-11 uh, and 11 against uh, uh, the over-under last wow. year. <laughs> so, and they kept on adjusting the numbers higher, and it was never high enough. And you were seeing numbers in the 190s uh, for the total, which is really high in the W. A typical WNBA total is somewhere in the 160 to 170 range, depending on the situational spot and the team's playing. And for Sky Games, it was going into the 190s. When they were playing the Aces in the playoffs, I think it was 193 when I bet the under and still wound up losing on that under. Uh and so they, they just play really, really fast. They shoot a ton of threes. Their big stars, this player named Diamond DeShields, uh, sister of Delino DeShields of Major League Baseball, uh, son of Delino DeShields of 90s Major League Baseball. Diamond and DeShields really sounds like a porn name. It, it sort of does. <laughs> uh, so she play, She has these sports goggles that she wears because she has an eye condition. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's sort of like a running back having dreads in the WNBA where they're like sort of – designed with mechanics in mind so it looks like she's moving a lot faster than she is <laughs> and she's just burning it up and down the court she's shooting a ton of threes she went to the all-star game last year i wouldn't at all, be at all surprised if you saw a big season from her and we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor and be right back you know i was 
just thinking about Adam Carolla's rich man, poor man bit, where uh, he gives a situation that you're clearly either a rich man or a poor man. And one of the things I was thinking about is you get a free couch. Now, uh, you get a free couch if you're a rich person and you're uh, uh, an influencer and the, you know, the couch manufacturer wants you to have it in your home, or you're a poor man and you get a free couch because you found it on the street or you're a co- like every college student, they just get a free couch. They find a couch. They don't ever go purchase a couch. Well, if you're neither a rich man or a poor man and you want a decent couch because you're at that stage where, come on, you're an adult and you need a cool couch, Burrow is the place that you want to go. Even though New Year's resolution season is over, there's still a lot of stuff to get excited about. New decade, new election, basketball playoffs are coming up. I've got some futures that are looking like I'm going to cash. So, with all this newness in the air, maybe you're noticing that the overstuffed, flaky vinyl couch you got secondhand from Craigslist is due for an upgrade. Make a change everyone can get behind by replacing with a brand new Burrow Sofa. Burrow Sofas are made from durable fabric that's naturally scratch and stain resistant. You get a built-in USB charger. That means you can be watching sports, making bets on your phone, and never run out of charge. You can pick your own color, leg finish, armrest style, and length. You can get set up for yourself in minutes. Add and remove seats as needed. You can convert a love seat or a sofa into a corner sectional in the future. Burrow's Genius Sleep Kit transforms your sofa into an even comfier bed. Burrow also offers a collection of affordable rugs, coffee tables, love seats, armchairs, and ottomans. Also, you get free one-week shipping. So get $75 off your first purchase and free one-week shipping at burrow.com slash SGP. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash SGP for $75 off at Burrow. Their roster is sort of aging. They have a wife and wife team of Courtney Vandersloot and Allie Quigley. Allie Quigley is originally from Chicago. She's a hometowner. And uh, they they shoot a lot of threes. They play at a really fast pace. And they they hit a lot of overs. That said, do they have the talent in the post in order to compete with a Vegas or the Sparks or someone like that? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking probably not. But at 18 to 1, if you want to take a little flyer, I could probably bless that. At 40 to 1 for the for the Lynx, though, I don't think that's very likely to cash at all. Their strongest attribute is their head coach, Cheryl Reeve, who's a local product to here. She's originally from South Jersey. And she's won a bunch of titles. And her teams consistently overperform. But they have to kind of root everything around a second-year player, Nafisa Collier, now. And I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. Okay. Well, getting into the last group of the long shots, we have the New York Liberty at plus 47.50. We have the Indiana Fever at plus 52.50. Atlanta Dream at 80 to 1. And we have the Dallas Wings at 100 to 1. Anybody worth our time there? Absolutely, the Atlanta Dream is worth your time at 80 to 1. They are likely to make the playoffs, and an 80 to 1 bet, if they make the playoffs, is very hedgeable. They Why is it 80 to 1 then? Because there's, I think, a recency bias in the numbers where uh, last year they were the worst team in the W. They had a terrible record. They played like shit pretty much every single game that they took the court. But they were besieged by injuries. Angel McCautry was out the entire year. Tiffany Hayes was pretty ineffective because she had a or she had ankle issues the entire year. And then a lot of the players that were playing terribly are now gone. So... Uh, they've been replaced with people like Shakina Strickland, who won the three-point contest. They've been replaced with Courtney Williams, who's a hometowner, and will bring a, will bring them a big spark, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> in, 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 into the locker room. And they've got a really strong coach. Uh, Nikki Collin won Coach of the Year, I think, two years ago, her first year as coach. And uh, 80 to 1, I, I did not expect this number to open over 25 to 1. I thought that they would be somewhere around where – you know, in that Lynx, Chicago Sky sort of region. And instead, they open up at 80 to 1. And there's a, there's a ton of value there. That, this is probably my favorite play on the board is Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Dream at 80 to 1. Yeah, you, cons- you wrote in your article that your early leans are Sparks, Storm, and Dream. Yeah. I, I, I'll stand by that. Okay. I could also I could also bless the Fever at 52 to 1. Uh, they've got... 
they didn't do much in free agency. So that was where I think they screwed up. They made almost no moves. Uh, they're kind of reaching the end of their rebuild. So they're sort of at that Sixers uh, the first year the Sixers had Simmons and Embiid sort of mm-hmm. stage. Uh, but if you were to take that at 52 to one, you know, nobody would think you were crazy. They also have the number three pick in the draft, and this is going to be a pretty solid draft. So they could get Lauren Cox from Baylor. Uh, there's a couple of good players from Oregon that they could wind up with. So they, yeah, and you think- I, I was looking at the schedule. Uh, it's pretty interesting. They, they put out these, uh, numbers before they have a draft and it seems like the draft really makes a big difference in the WNBA. The draft makes a huge difference, uh, especially when you have a big draft class like this. So Sabrina Ionescu is going to the – well, if everything holds, she's going to go to the Liberty at number one overall. She'll be in a big city. There's a lot of hype. And that's why I think the number is at, at 4750, which I, if I were to – based on just the current roster without any draft happening yet, I would put them more in the 75 range uh, to one. So I think there's a lot of sort of thinking that UNESCO is going to come in, play like a house of fire, which is not something that point guards do a lot in the W. It takes them a little while longer to develop versus the Indiana Fever, who are probably going to draft a big. They already have Tierra McCowan. Uh, McCowan is 6'9 or something like that. She's wow. she's pretty yeah, she's pretty big. And she's a rebound machine. Uh, she's worked on her game a lot. She uh, gets you know, and they're pretty stacked with their starting five. They've got a lot of promising young talent. Uh, Paris Key from North Carolina didn't see too many minutes last year uh, due to their coach. Might have been a personality thing. Who knows? But that coach is gone. Pokey Chapman. Uh, she was rumored to be in the running for the Sparks GM job. She didn't get it. She shouldn't have. She passed on Diamond to Shields when she had the number two pick in the draft uh, and drafted a sort of kind of role player mm-hmm. uh, instead. So she's gone. Uh, they've got this woman named Marianne Stanley who's going to be their new coach. How, how, she'll, how she'll do remains to be seen. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Uh, the Liberty also have a new coach. Their coach is Walt Hopkins. He comes from the Cheryl Reeve tree out of Minnesota. He saw them win a couple titles. We'll see, you know, what, what, what he can do with, with the young roster. Uh, they're, they also could trade Tina Charles. Tina Charles is on the Olympic team. She's been on the Liberty for forever and ever now. And it's probably either her last year or second last year in the W. So a lot of times with players like that, they go, they try to win a championship before they leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you see this with the Sparks where you have Christy Tolliver going there. Uh, Simone Augustus from Minnesota left. She's now with the Sparks. So they got a lot of that kind of late in the game talent that they know they've only got a couple years left. They want to win a title. So they're, so they're going there. So Indiana was kind of never in the running for free agents like that because they're not really a title contender mm-hmm. just yet. But I think they could definitely get there. Like I think they've been running this rebuild pretty well uh candace dupree is a solid piece uh erica wheeler won mvp of the all-star game a couple years ago uh she also looks like this guy in philly that i used to buy weed from and uh they got a lot they got a lot of talent and they've you know with that they could surprise the chicago you still, Stock, you still wouldn't bet them at plus 5250 not really uh but they could surprise a lot of people so i did bet the sky last year to win the title when they opened at 35 to 1 because i thought they'd hit the playoffs and they did and i was able to hedge out of that bet and turn it turn it profitable so if the fever wind up making the playoffs which i think is maybe a 40% chance at mm-hmm. this point uh yeah then you could you could definitely get some get some hedging action on your on your fifty two to one bet, but I think the Dream stand a good 70 percent chance of making the playoffs, and they're eighty to one. That's absolutely the best play on the board. I really really like the Dream here, even though their their uh, their their home games are like a funeral. Like there, nobody goes to Dream games. It's empty. It looks exactly like a Hawks game, and it's in the same arena. Like they leave the Hawks logo on there. Uh, oh no, wait, they play at Georgia Tech. My bad. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, the Georgia Tech logo is still 
on the court. They don't even bother and, taking the college logo down. Yeah, no, I, I've I've been to uh, I've I've been to high school choir concerts <laughs> that had more people than <laughs> than, than, than an Atlanta Dream game. But uh, you you tend to you tend to see them getting a lot of value at home because of that because that sort of gets factored into the lines, and these road teams will often be road favorites against the Dream, and they shouldn't be. So. Wow. Well, I mean, that was uh, way more information than I expected to enjoy about the WNBA, but you uh, you really have a lot of passion and you're selling me on it. Uh, I, I'm going to get in my early bets now. Get in your early bets now. Get League Pass now. So League Pass for the entire year is only 17 bucks. So you can watch every single WNBA game for $17. Their regional restrictions suck. I will tell you that. I live in Delaware, and they black out both the Liberties games because uh-huh. it's New York, which is within a 90-mile radius. And they black out the Mystics games because it's also within a 90-mile radius. So that's two teams. That's one-sixth of the league that I can't watch unless I have a VPN. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, there are there are ways there are ways to do it. But for 17 bucks, you can get a lot of value just getting WNBA league pass. And that might be the actual best value on the board. Uh, if 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 the dream wind up playing like they did last season. But yeah. it, so, it's definitely it's definitely worth getting into. There's a strong Twitter community of people who bet on the W. There's people who run models. It's also great for DFS. So if you watch these games, you get a sense of who's getting minutes and who's not. And a lot of people who play WNBA DFS are playing based on the names. So mm-hmm. they'll know Candace Parker, who wasn't getting a whole ton of minutes last year. They'll know Diana Taurasi, who was ineffective pretty much the entire season last year. And they'll just play those because, you know, you build them around the stars, whatever, whatever, versus someone like an Erica Wheeler or an Erica Ogunbowale or someone like that who's definitely going to get a lot of minutes or somebody who, you know, gets a lot of minutes on a shitty team, which in any sport is, I mean, in any basketball is a pretty good formula in DFS. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Bless your grind is the handle. I tweet out picks. I went sixty-two percent over the season last year. Nice, uh, both uh, both on sides and totals. Uh, looking to do so again this year. Keep the winning streak up. Uh, if you have any questions, just my DMs are open. Hit me up. Uh, I am happy to talk WNBA with pretty much anybody. But uh, well, do, well, do, we'll do, certainly have you write more articles closer to the season. We'll have you back on the podcast for sure. All right, we're cool. Rock on. Yeah, when yeah, uh, after the draft, we'll we'll have more of a sense of who's going where, and we'll also see numbers move as well. So some of these futures numbers are already kind of on the move a little bit, and we'll see where they wind up shaking out closer to the season. That's awesome, and maybe we can get you to write some uh, college women's basketball on the site too. I, in March, yeah, I'll definitely be. I, I'll be on that. I would. I would. I'd be on the lookout for Princeton. Uh, I saw them play live a couple nights ago, and they looked pretty fierce. But they were playing a terrible Brown team, so we'll see where the brackets shape up with that. And yep, awesome. All right, well, thanks so much, Steve. Really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you, Ryan. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going.